Ladies and gentlemen, planeswalkers, drifters and Pokemon trainers, welcome to the world's most underproduced podcast. There's zero budget for jingles and definitely fuck all time for retakes. So it's just me, you and a microphone. I should remind you at this point that this show is never, ever going to be safe for work. So you have been warned. Today, I really want to talk about an issue that I think is super prevalent in TCGs right now. And unfortunately, that's cheating. We have the Pokemon World Championships taking place in Japan right now as I'm recording this episode and there have been a few different posts on social media already that's highlighting some of the past behaviour of some of the entrants that's, well, a little bit questionable. For this episode, I really want to talk about the different ways that you as a player can defend yourself against players who want to gain an unfair advantage through cheating. The percentage of players who cheat is so small, and so I really don't want to blow this issue out of all proportion, but no matter how awesome your local game store community is, there's usually at least one dickhead that tries to keep pulling a fast one. It really is worth knowing the different ways that players can cheat, so you can be on your guard. Maybe in a future world where we all hold hands and sing songs together, no one will ever think about cheating, but the fact is that cheats are out there playing and ruining the games that we love. So, what are the different ways that players can cheat, and how can you combat against them? Stacking is something that's talked a lot about when it comes to cheating and it's such an easy thing to nullify if you think your opponent is doing it. Stacking is essentially shuffling your deck in such a way that you're able to ensure certain cards are in certain positions in your deck. That means if you need to top deck a DCE for a game in Pokemon or find a change to stay alive for another turn in Exodus, stacking can mean that you can manipulate the top deck position with what you need. In every trading card game that I can think of that I play, players have the right to cut or reshuffle opponent's deck any time that they shuffle it. That means that no matter what card may be stacked in the top deck position, you can intervene and ensure it's moved. 99% of players do not stack decks, but there are some who do. I'd strongly recommend making sure you cut and shuffle your opponent's deck whenever the rules allow to avoid any accusations or any chance of you being screwed over. I'd also make sure that you offer your opponent the chance to cut and shuffle your deck too. Something that I call double players are another issue, and it's not always deliberate, but it is definitely against the rules and can give a player a major advantage. Pokemon and Magic the Gathering restricts players to only being able to play one energy or one land per turn, as well as only one copy of certain other cards too. Players can lose track of the cards that they've played on each turn and end up doubling up on those restricted cards. Sometimes this is a simple slip, but a player may do it deliberately to gain an unfair advantage. Sneaky cheats may even ask their opponent to confirm if they have or haven't already played one of those restricted cards that turn, and if you're not paying attention properly, you may very well allow your opponent to double up because you haven't kept up with play, and that gives them the room to cheat. Not everyone who asks that question is cheating, of course, but it's worth being aware that the question is used by sneaky players. Guarding against the double up is actually pretty simple and it's all about keeping up with play and using aids to help you do that. TCG tournaments, yes, they are very long events and they do require intense concentration over full days and that does make us tired. When we're tired, keeping track of our own turn, yet learn our opponents, can be difficult, but most games do allow you to take notes during gameplay and that means every time your opponent plays an energy or drops a land, you can note it down and that means you'll never get done on a double up. It also means that you can outsource your brain power to the pen and paper when those tournaments start going late into the day and we feel ourselves getting tired. A few months ago, there was quite a bit of talk in the Magic the Gathering community around the manipulation of sealed events. Basically, players were bringing extra cards with them to events that were supposed to be limited to what was drafted from a set number of packs, then adding those cards to their decks. 
At the time, some people felt this method of cheating was so common that they called a the judge every time they lost a match on a just-in-case basis. The only thing I'd say here is that if a deck you face at a sealed event feels ridiculous or unlikely, call a judge and get them to check the pool of cards that your opponent could have drafted from. I don't think calling a judge every time I lost would be the right approach here, but that's mostly because I lose a lot, and, well, that's another story. Any honest player won't mind going through a deck check. If they kick up a fuss, that would probably make me a little suspicious. As a message to anyone who is taking extra cards along with them to a sealed event to improve the decks that they can build, you are a scumbag and you don't deserve to play games with us. Twisting of rules is something that, unfortunately, I see quite a bit of. It's especially prevalent when an experienced and competitive player is facing up against a newer or casual player and, quite frankly, it's just being a dick. Essentially what happens is the more experienced player tweaks the interpretation of a ruling or a card interaction to benefit them, taking advantage of the less knowledgeable player's ignorance of complex rules. Thankfully, this doesn't happen a lot at top-level events as the players qualifying for these know the rules inside out, but it does happen at store and local level on a regular basis. If you're new to a game or unsure of a card interaction or effect, please pick up the card in question and read it. Take time to read it again and again and again until you understand the play. Don't let an opponent talk you through a mechanic or interaction without reading the cards for yourself, and don't let them pressure you into moving on until you've understood. If in doubt, call a judge and they'll be able to confirm everything for you. While this will protect you from any unscrupulous players, it will also aid your in-game learning, and that is a win-win situation. Let's take a second to understand why players cheat. Now that we've looked at some of the main methods people use, it's important to understand why people do it. This may be quite a short section to be honest, as it's baffling to me as to why someone would cheat the card game, but it does need to be explored. Maybe their life is so shitty that the only way they can get satisfaction is to take pieces of cardboard into a store and win at all costs against all challengers. Maybe the only way their estranged father who hasn't spoken to them in 35 years will feel proud of them is if they win a local league tournament on a rainy Wednesday night that only three other people attended. Who knows? Cheating is bad for the gaming community, and that's bad for the stores we spend our time and money in. There is no excuse. Ever. Now we've looked at how players cheat, and, well, sort of brushed over why they do it, how should you react when you suspect cheating? The first thing to say is that you should stay calm. While this sounds like obvious advice, I've seen too many players flip out and be tossed from a tournament themselves. You should stay calm, question your opponent's actions, and if you're not totally satisfied with their answer, raise your hand and call a judge. Let them deal with it rather than getting into anything heated yourself. In my own personal view, if you feel someone has cheated, then you have to call a judge. Even if they backtrack and fix their play, they've still attempted to cheat. Judges need to know so they can keep an eye on them in the future and issue appropriate warnings and punishments if they try in future matches. If not to protect yourself, then calling a judge will protect your opponent's next opponent. And that brings us to the end of the show, and at this point I have a question for you. How do you think you'd react to catching someone cheating in a game against you at a tournament? Would you have the bottle to call them out on it, or would you stay quiet? Thanks for listening, and if the message wasn't already clear, fuck cheaters. <laughs>